0: It is an ever-developing story of international intrigue in the world of crime. An accused killer of a B.C. gangster heads to court in Bangkok next month. The first stages of a court. And uh, this is for a former Canadian soldier being charged with murdering a gangster who grew up in Abbotsford. Oh, one more element to this. There's also an online funding page for Alberton. Matthew Dupree's defense this as he goes to court for that pre-trial well Vancouver Sun crime reporter Kim Bolin is closely following this writing about it in the sun thanks for joining us Kim great to have you on
1: thanks for having me
0: well very interesting read and uh, I know that there is so much more to this case let's talk a little bit about how this came to be let's go back Uh, how would you unfold it
1: Well, you kind of have to go all the way back to 2016 when uh, Jimmy Sandu, who, as you said, grew up in Abbotsford, was deported from Canada. Uh, He never got his Canadian citizenship, and he got into some trouble. He had some convictions here. Uh, He also was a suspect in a high-profile murder of a Red Scorpion leader. In Abbotsford, he was charged in that case, but the charges were stayed a year later. I heard it was because a witness uh, refused to cooperate who had earlier cooperated. Uh, So he was forced uh, to leave Canada, even though he considered himself a Canadian. Uh, He was with the United Nations gang. He continued to be involved in the drug trade internationally, uh, working with his gangmates here uh, in B.C. So he was arrested in India Uh, charged with operating a giant ketamine factory there uh, but he skipped when he was out on bail and was kind of moving back and forth between dubai vietnam malaysia and thailand Uh, so he became basically a big international player and in february of 2022 he arrived in thailand he was staying at a beachfront villa in phuket the beautiful tourist island there uh, and these gunmen jumped out at 10:30 at night and killed him uh, right as he was pulling in uh, to the parking area of this villa. So it was really bizarre. The whole thing was captured on surveillance camera. There's a very you know disturbing video of his death. Uh, and the Thai authorities, they got some help from the RCMP, uh, put together this quite impressive investigation uh, where they tracked uh, the two gunmen with all the surveillance video that's all over that island and determined that there were these two Canadians who are ex-military. One of them, Matthew Dupre, is currently in jail uh, in Bangkok awaiting this court appearance in early November. Uh, The other suspect, Gene Larkamp, who was living in Trail, uh, BC, ended up dying in a plane crash while he was on the run in April of 2022. So I mean, it's a case that's really like a movie, if you it will. Is. There's just so many elements to it. and But it, it's pretty extraordinary that, you know, we basically have, you know, international hitmen uh, allegedly um, operating on the orders of the Wolfpack Gang in Canada— now accused in this high-profile murder.
0: You know, we throw that around too casually sometimes. Uh, Oh, yeah, this is something that you would see in a movie. But this one has all the elements of a high life, uh, no pun intended there, Um, but those traveling around the world, a beautiful beach and then a murder and then links to, you know, our own province. But the one thing that surprises me here is just the level of cooperation and how arrests well, one arrest because the other, as you mentioned, two suspects, uh, one died in that plane crash. But the arrest that was made, that's got to be difficult uh, to find that level of cooperation between different authorities, one would think.
1: Oh, for sure. And, you know, the evidence appears very strong on the surface. I'm sure that uh, Matt Dupre's lawyer in Thailand will claim otherwise. Uh, But, you know, yes, there was a lot of cooperation, but there also seemed to be a lot of mistakes made by these uh, allegedly sophisticated hitmen. Their faces are, you know, their their images are taken the second you arrive at the airport. I did go to Thailand last December to kind of follow in the footsteps of the killers, to look at the evidence in the case, to go to the villa where Jimmy Sandy was killed. So I have a pretty good sense of the whole picture, uh, though I'd love to go back for the trial Uh, and, you know, they left behind a lot of clues. There is this surveillance video. uh, You know, they rented a car in their own names. They stayed in hotels in their own names. Uh, You know, they they sort of, uh, they left DNA in one of the rental cars. One of them got caught as they were fleeing, and, you know, there was blood uh, that was left kind of on a fence that was also tested. So, you know, it does appear to be a very strong case, now, Matthew Dupre could have delayed this further. He had more steps uh that he were you know ways he could have fought his extradition to Thailand uh so he did surrender voluntarily to go back there last May because uh, he claimed, "You know I'm innocent, I want to get this over with. I don't want to you know languish for years in custody in Canada awaiting extradition because he does have a family right so you know he could have dragged it out further and chose not to we'll see what happens
0: in the end the other part of this i find fascinating is this online funding page for matt dupre he's got a following yes he
1: does they, he's uh you know lives in a close knit community in sylvan lake uh you know he he knows a lot of other people that were in the military you know they think he's like this great guy and you know has this uh you know, new baby. Uh, the baby was born just a day before his arrest in this case. So I think some people find that a little bit cruel. However, I mean, the evidence is the evidence. That's why he was arrested, right? Because there's strong suspicion that he actually committed this terrible crime. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm sure people do think, try to think the best of the people that they know. Uh, but if you look at all the evidence independently, uh, that you know we've outlined in in my news stories, uh, you know that's available uh, for the public to see. Uh, it's it's a strong case, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he was convicted.
0: Strong case. It's interesting though that uh, we often, or RCMP, or international investigators, often use uh, two terms. They use sophisticated and organized. And with all the mistakes being made in this case, or what we know right now, neither one seems to be in play for me. It doesn't look to me to be all that terribly organized and uh, sophisticated. Too many mistakes for that. What do you think?
1: Well, that's true. There were a lot of mistakes. Now, maybe they didn't know that this uh, island of Phuket has surveillance cameras everywhere. They're mostly private, right? But people give up the video when they need to. So that in itself made it very easy for uh, police to obtain all those different video that showed the escape route of these suspects they also did find the firearms that were used they were thrown into uh chelong bay as it's called uh, as they ran down along the beach when they were leaving the villa what people maybe don't know about that bay, it's kind of like boundary bay like it's very very shallow so when it's low tide, you know, the entire beach is exposed and the firearms would be very easily located. So yes, uh perhaps they didn't do all of their research, but they also did find out where this guy was staying. You know, it wasn't uh to me a very public place, like it would have been hard to figure out, you know, what it was a private villa connected to a hotel, but still a private villa. Um I found, you know, the organization in terms of that part of it, you know, pretty, pretty sophisticated. I mean, that is a word that you would use because, uh, you know, you travel from another country, you find out where your target is, you get them. It's not like he was going to a big public meeting or something like that where they knew where he would be. Right. Uh, They obviously had some high level sources that um, told them where Jimmy Sandy was staying.
0: Well, true enough. The other interesting thing here, and I hope you, I should ask, are you writing a book about this?
1: Not at this point in
0: time. Oh, come on, Kim. You can just between you and me. Are you writing a book?
1: No, uh, well, not about this. No, uh, just a general gang book. This might be an element of
0: it, right? (laughs) Fair enough. Um, But if you look at the development of the characters and just uh, some of the backstories here, they both came, and I'm talking about not only Matt Dupre, but also this fellow that was killed in the plane crash, they both had these military backgrounds, uh, which I find fascinating.
1: No, for sure. And I think that's a question for the Canadian military. People are leaving, you know, after being trained there, they both worked as mercenaries internationally, you know, for some kind of sketchy companies in some kind of sketchy areas of the world, right? So, you know, it's kind of disturbing if uh, we're training people who go on to do you know, use that training for nefarious reasons, right? So there is a third suspect who is in Canada who wasn't there at the time of the killing but is believed to have been part of it. And uh, they're not charged, and I don't know if they will be charged, but that person's also ex-military. So, uh, you know, allegedly three different former military members involved in this international murder.
0: Okay, let's talk about the next steps for Dupre. He's going to a pretrial, I guess, in uh, November, which is mostly administrative. Wouldn't it be uh, setting dates? Is it kind of like here?
1: Uh, you know, that's my understanding. Um, I haven't experienced the Thai courts up close, so I, like I said, I wouldn't mind going back to the trial. Uh, and they expect the trial date will be in the summer of 2024. Uh, so it will be by that point more than a year that he's been in custody there. Uh, The prisons are pretty rough. Uh, You know, I think they do the best they can, but they certainly don't have the resources of, you know, the Correctional Service of Canada, for example. Uh, But according to the people raising money for him, he's doing okay, though somewhat bored.
0: Yeah, well, it's a fascinating story. It's one that's got so many different developments happening. I hope, uh, well, you'll be covering it regardless. I hope that we're able to uh, take the senior managers at Postmedia, turn them upside down, shake the coins out of their pockets, send you back over and uh, have you covering this closely.
1: Thanks very much.